0: good news to shout in your ears. The
1: long lost dollar has come back to the fold. With silver you can turn your dreams to gold. Oh, we're in the money. We're in the money. Hello one, hello all, welcome to this July 13th, no 12th, damn it. July 12th. 13th. Well, 15th well Sorry. the weekend was was the 12th <laughs> or 14th, so now that we just butchered every day possible. Today, we're talking about the 12th through 14th IMCP, as always.
0: We are already off the rails. I am Lindsay. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I mean, Fuego
2: here as well. What's up, everybody?
1: So, um... What did you guys do this weekend? Because it seemed like the rest of the country. Oh, I guess we'll start with the numbers. Man, we're just, <laughs> just not in the right groove right now. So first, first was Spider-Man Far From Home with 45. Second, again, Toy Story 4 with 21 million. Uh, newcomer Crawl in third place with 12. Newcomer Stuber in fourth with eight and yesterday in fifth with 7 million. Aladdin so now, in sixth with six? Yeah, Aladdin just, uh, what was it, 21% drop, I think? 17, 17.9. Okay, so that 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 was fixed from the estimate, so it, it, oh, okay. it went down even less. Wow. That's That's impressive. That That's quite impressive. Um, what isn't impressive is both of the newcomers this week not really blowing anybody's skirt off. Um, They're and,
0: crawling their way to the box office.
1: Well, well well, we'll lead with the bottom and Stuber because, uh, <laughs> Fuego, you're the only one who saw Stuber, so I did, yeah. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you tell us about it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it very much lives up to the, the R rated, uh, buddy cop comedy, you know, but, uh, you know, very, very violent and, uh, you know, nice and vulgar and stuff, but not not as amazing as i saw a couple reviewers one one in particular that uh, cecil my cohort on the horror show is fond of angry joe yeah he was singing its praises like i think eight or nine out of ten something Eef. like that and i i was just like don't get too ahead of yourself it's great chemistry between the two leads and they're very funny about 75 to 80 percent of the time but when it's jokes a minute not everything's gonna hit um but i still enjoyed it you know pretty thoroughly and uh good good chemistry really does go a long way but uh Kind of by the book story, and nothing really too new or interesting being brought to you know this sort of uh, you know genre that we don't see as often as we did in the '80s and '90s. It's it's not really going to wow anybody, but it was it was solid fun. I mean, I, you know, go go see it in a matinee or something, is what we were saying off air before we started filming this.
1: What so. what what about the two leads? What about Batista as as the the action dude and? Um, I'm not even going to try to say his name. Camille Nanjani. Thank you. you. Oh, yeah. Um, Can they hold a movie?
2: Um, I think they kind of can, actually. And, you know, it it was just to double down on it. Their chemistry, that really was the best part of it all. Their their dynamic and... everything else as far as you know the the b plot love interest thing man i mean nothing we haven't seen before but <laughs> really i about the fact that batista being this cop who is more concerned with you know trying to avenge issue with a partner being taken down and you know just like this soul holding a torch for an old case that he's never been able to completely figure out as opposed to fostering a relationship with his daughter and you know having gone through divorce and stuff like that and you find out about all this in the first like 10-15 minutes of the film so um yeah he's more concerned with career than with family and presumably maybe that's why you know relationship with uh said baby mama didn't work out but daughter is still there in town and uh yeah, it's uh, dude, he actually brought some heart and some kind of range to to everything, and I have to say he is genuinely challenging Cena as the second to only the Rock as far as uh, current wrestlers that are acting because nobody can top Hulk Hogan. I mean, <laughs> come on, guys, suburban, suburban commando for God's sake. There's, there's hey, few, three
0: ninjas at Magic Mountain, okay. That's right,
1: he was in that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to say hi to folks in the YouTube chat. Dice Rowland, what's yeah. up? White Tim, Dank Depp, Dale Strunk, Tina Ann, Ryan Woods, what's going on? Robert Duvall, uh, that's that's you, Fuego. I'm not going to say hi to you. What's up, Robert Duvall
0: himself, okay.
1: <clears throat> Scott Martin, Tamara, what's going on? I think we're caught up. Hey, all right, so we're all caught up. Um, yeah. Lindsay, so why don't you explain what it is you did this weekend? Because...
0: Well, I, I actually, quick, for, I have a question about uh, about the movie we were just talking about, Stuber. Okay, that's what it's yeah. called. Uh, <laughs> it, did it feel like it was more like a improvised or more script heavy?
2: Um, there were certain scenes, especially where you could tell they probably just gave Nanjani just a bunch of runs through and just let him go, and you know, just find the best little quip to to fit the situation. But it was. At least very script heavy in the fact that it was deliberate beat after beat as they're going from, you know, piece to piece in this case, you know, because they're basically after this heroin dealer that, you know, Batista has a history with and he hasn't been able to catch. And there's a great opening action sequence, I have to say, at the very beginning of this film. And it's a guy who was in the raid and he's like. It, oh, there's okay. there's a staircase sort of circular thing in this high rise. And, you know, it's it's open in the center and then it's just loops of stairs. And he is genuinely dropping from floor to floor. Oh. And it's really impressive, I have to say. And you get some Karen Gillen as Batista's partner at the beginning, which was fun. And uh, <laughs> but but once again, it was like each beat was a skeletal structure to get to these, you know, just back and forth bits between the two of them, which, which were fun for, for the most part, but it was just the the cookie cutterness of every spot they had to go to. They're like, okay, you know, we're going to go to Compton, and then we're going to go to Koreatown, and then we're going to go to Long Beach, and then we're going to, it was just, I, I mean, but it was well shot, and it, it definitely wasn't, I don't know, I, I, I had fun, but it just <laughs> didn't wow the hell out of me. It was not a, a math sort of mediocrity, though
0: mm-hmm. it, it was above average. So, no, no, no that, that's good to hear. I feel like, uh, I, I and I love improv, I've done so much improv in my time, but I feel like way too many comedies these days, they just rely on that way too heavily. Like, they Ghostbusters, Baywatch, things like that, where it's just they didn't actually write any jokes, they're just like, we have funny actors, they'll riff and we'll have a movie. <laughs> and it's like, that's not really how it works
1: sometimes. Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters like, suffer yeah. hidden. McKinnon
2: yeah. and Ghostbusters my god some of those yeah. scenes of hers was in a different movie man <laughs> yeah you get
1: a whole entire other movie if you watch like the dvd or whatever all the the extra mm-hmm. them just riffing like there's uh, you know it's like dude you got you got to say cut every now and again like i don't know how long these shoot days were but uh, too, too much Oof. is too much sometimes it's 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 too much to pick from and, you know it just ha- right. have a i don't know pick one of five and and go with it like
0: and supposedly, that's the, the that what caused uh, Lord and Miller to get booted off of uh, Solo, just yeah. letting everybody riff too much and not relying on the script. And I, I love Lord and Miller. I would have loved to have seen their version of Solo. But it's interesting that that's a thing happening in the industry right now.
2: Mm. Well, there has to be that porridge is just right mentality where right. You know, there's enough structure and enough mm. of a direction that they're trying to push somebody towards in the sort of riffing, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and... But in the Ghostbusters case, maybe they were hopeful for like you know Dickless or you know came <laughs> saw kicked its ass and stuff like that because I, I know those were all just Murray riffing and doing his own thing, but mm-hmm. and it's one of the best comedians of all time. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. Big shoes yeah. to fill.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, too much dancing. There's just too much dancing in that movie. Just.
1: <laughs> oh what Ghostbusters Ghost- 2016? In the, in
0: the, yeah, yeah. Just, just, too much dancing. Anyway, but I keep going. <laughs> so
1: Lindsay, you, you, you. Uh, Abstained. Stranger
0: things. Oh, season nice, two. nice. I I adored it. I am working on the video right now. Uh, but that is about it. Uh, I <laughs> watched kept
2: the- you out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Among, among other things, working a lot of doubles, car shopping, all, all that good stuff. Uh, also, I watched a couple of episodes of Supernatural with a friend, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I like this show. So I might be watching some more Supernatural in the future, too.
2: <laughs> I love Supernatural, man. So. Um,
0: so It's been way too long. I love it, too. It's so good.
1: Yeah. Dale says, Ghostbusters was all improv, not funny. Tamara says, how is Child's Play holding up, guys? I think it was <laughs> yes. in 12th, um, and I think it's I now in don't 15th. even think it's in the
2: top 10. I think mm, it's not.
1: either twelve or 15th. Telephone. Yeah, Sixteenth. <laughs> Sixteenth. Is it 16, a million? Yeah. Did it make even a million?
0: Uh, About half. Yeah. Half five, million. 590.
2: Okay. Oh, I'm goodness. Goodness. I'm a five, five hundred and ninety. Okay. Yeah, I'll I've spend. never had that. I, I, I've <laughs> never had that happen during. I guess I'm going to start live, unplugging the office phone while doing this. I, I apologize, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that, it say, that your answering receipt says in Fuego Taming. That's awesome. That's
2: <laughs> the office phone. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, of course. My apologies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, okay. So, um, that's um, all
1: right. Think, I think we're okay. Oh, so just re uh, for, for audio's sake, for those of you who are watching and perhaps don't know this, we do have podcast versions of this show where you can listen and, and you know, you listen to to this very show on your drive to work if you can't make it for the youtube or uh you know during a workout or you just want to wash dishes and listen to us bs about movie news that uh a- any of your podcast outlets the show business is the name of the podcast it's show business and if you're listening of course we we Shoot this live on my YouTube channel, which is called Willis credia every Monday night 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, mm. and and you'll miss out on an edited piece that <laughs> that will make a lot more sense if you watch. But um, so one more time, Child's Play was what 16th with 500,000.
0: Uh, Ish uh, five, uh, nine, uh,
2: 590 okay five ninety yeah and the other killer uh, movie uh, excuse me killer doll movie In the comes home at what five and a half five five point six million and it's now crossed sixty million domestically so it's yeah. that franchise still continues to chug along so.
1: yeah yeah and that's that's an unfair argument I I really wish you didn't say that after Child's Play they're they're different <laughs> beasts entirely I don't I don't know. I don't think that's a fair uh, comparison because Child's Play. What, what's the total for Child's Play? Do we have a, a domestic worldwide? Because it's starting uh, to trickle out worldwide, I think.
0: Twenty-eight domestic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, actually, weird. Does this this? Okay, so here if I go foreign on Box Office Mojo,
1: we had six and a half last week.
0: Oh no, we got more than that. Uh, so that's that's two. That's a, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of numbers. I'm not going to do all that math. Uh, it, it doesn't look like it's up to 10 million yet, but it's like somewhere between six and 10 million, okay. I'd say.
1: So, yeah, the, the I think the box office record for to Play was 33 million, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's the original. So obviously, uh, that's not up to. 2019 standards, so 33 million in, in 1988 obviously means a lot more. Speaking of horror, I guess it's a it's a fancy segue of sorts, as, as horrible as possibly can be. Crawl, yeah. uh, both Fuego and I saw Crawl, and and we kind of rushed out to see it last night. And hey, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of positive reviews going around for Crawl. Surprisingly good. I'm seeing. Quite a few times, but uh, I was taken quite a bit out of that movie. I don't know how you you felt about it, Fuego. I had a lot of fun
2: with it, man. Mm. I mean, maybe I went in on Thursday night when my expectations were pretty, like, kind of meh. Yeah. You know, and then as the buzz from me and Cecil and maybe Lee and a few other people who saw it early on, Mm -hmm. and then... Others, like Cody, saw it like a day or so later, I want to say, and then others saw it Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Yeah. I think maybe the, the burden of expectation hit with this film because I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a step above, and it did a lot with a very simple concept. I wasn't sure where, where they were going to go with. It's not as gory as you may expect from from somebody like, uh, like uh, you know, Aja. But it's, it's definitely not Piranha, that's for damn sure. Oh, but man. it's also not campy like his Piranha This was a film that took itself very seriously and had more of an emotional dynamic between the father and daughter. And I liked how they did take a good 20, 25 minutes-ish to kind of develop that dynamic. I thought that that gave more weight to just the dire situation the two of them were facing. And it's not a perfect movie, but as far as, I mean, I liked it a lot more than most of the other horror that I've seen you know, in the last couple of months, that's fair. you know, not since the, the, the festival circuit where I saw some of my favorites so far this year. Yeah, So.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like um, it was a, it was a little a little silly. Some of the stuff they just kind of abandoned, like the the sister, the, the I don't remember what the sister's character was, but mm-hmm. uh, she also was concerned about the father. And that's that's why our, our main character is checking in on dad. And then that whole sister angle just kind of disappears um, a little silly at times, a, a lot to a lot to forgive when it comes to suspension of disbelief. I mean, there's 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 a, a portion where somebody gets a, a bite in the arm and somehow is still able to swim quite a bit in the film after <laughs> having a crocodile wrapped around their arm.
2: There were a couple of bits where I'm like, okay, it's adrenaline, right? Yeah, 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 you know, that's how they're somehow making their way through all of this exactly. stuff. because Yeah, there's some serious chomping going yeah. on, and the, you know, that was really check your brain and at the door, as sure. my beloved father would say. Yeah, so, yeah, and
1: I think I think the problem with me was I I heard you know from from tr- trusted sources, I guess is the best way to put it, that this is actually quite decent, quite surprising, and. Um, uh, that's what I get for, for putting expectations on a film this is something that if it were on cable or something I would I probably would enjoy it a hell of a lot more at home or something like that
2: eat it up huh yeah
1: just just no expectations just alright here let me pause this while I go to the bathroom let me get a drink whatever but, oh
0: uh... you'd pause it oh good for crawl it's pause worthy <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? There's is bad movies that oh, you just yeah. kind of, like, let play, yeah. that you're paying attention uh, to, but you're not paying attention uh, to.
1: Dialogue scene, let me go get some meat.
0: <laughs> like, I, th- I think I-, I watched Straw Dog remake with a buddy of mine one time, mm-hmm. but we spent the entire time talking about, like, the cinematography and it follows as we watched Straw Dogs. And so I can kind of tell you what happened in the movie, but not really.
2: <laughs> that has, uh, Skarsgård's brother in it, the one who was on True Blood, I want to say. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, what, what's his name? Um... Yeah. I know you're Alex talking about Scarsgård.
2: Alexander Skarsgård, I want to say. I think it's Alexander, because, yeah. Yeah, because Bill is the, the brother Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's right.
1: Yeah, he, he was the bigger deal three years ago. Uh, yeah. Wander This World flop. says, I was just happy to see Barry Pepper co-lead a major release again. Really like him as an actor. Uh, that, yeah, that, he's a good side guy, you know, good, it, good supporting player. I, I, I didn't, uh, that's another thing. I, I felt like he was a little damsel in distressy in this movie okay um a little i can feel you there a little bit which you know it's it's fine i just i just didn't understand why uh the the character was set up to be pretty strong um it's just some some stuff didn't make sense like again it's it's this isn't you know you're not going to see citizen kane here you I, i i put too much mentally into it it's 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 fun it's fun it's silly it's it's crocodiles in a house. Or alligators. I don't know which one is which, Um, but uh, it's gators. Gators.
0: so uh so actually per the chat sorry to interrupt um, <laughs> let's, let's segue back a little bit
1: here okay. I asked
0: in the chat who wants me to do the math on uh, child's play <laughs> current foreign and uh, d- total with the domestic and we have four people in the chat that want me to do it yeah mm. uh, we got uh, Jason Voorhees we got Dale struck uh, we got Tina ann saying other people doing math is cool and then white Tim so uh, it's it what this seven... show is
1: is math yeah. exactly yeah
0: math is amazing it's <laughs> Uh, I, I swipe my hand over the air. People on the <laughs> podcast and a rainbow came out as I said that. Uh, so, dun, dun, child's, dun, dun. <laughs> child's Play is at seven million five hundred and ninety-nine thousand at the foreign box office, and mm-hmm. so that brings its total up to uh, thirty-five million uh, nine hundred thousand something. Okay. So it's probably the new record holder for the franchise. Yep.
1: Look at that. Look at that. Not my Child's Play failure. Inga. <laughs> <laughs> just a failure
0: Man. utter 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 disappointment in every way shape and form
1: yeah um so there's a i mean we got a, a bit of news to chew on um some some not fun by 2019 standards at this point and, <laughs> and some you know whatever uh but let's talk about the week coming up first and that oh, that yeah. is just if you look behind my head here on the on the three-way it's just Ooh. the Lion King, and nobody yeah. wants uh-huh. anything to do with it. Um, totally. <laughs> what's interesting is that Rotten Tomato score is out, and it's not Disney. Sixty-one. That's that's fresh, <laughs> by the the skin of
0: its fangs, but it's fresh. Nearly. Yeah. <laughs> do we have? Because to- like fifty-nine is the cutoff, right? That's when you're rotten. Is it?
1: I don't even know what. Like, I would. I would like if. I 60- thought fresh was like eighty or more. Or yeah. Something wrong. Uh, I thought it was like uh, well, school like sixty five you pass. and yeah, was... no
0: yeah, I mean a d is a passing grade, sixty is a d. Uh, mm. I definitely didn't get a lot of those in school. What are you talking about? Go away <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's sixty one percent of the people that have seen it. The critics liked it. That's something,
1: yeah, yeah, I guess thirty
0: nine percent didn't
1: <laughs> this was supposed to be the 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 movie of the summer, though, so that's a little interesting. Yeah. but I mean, if if we've learned anything, if if we had the top ten, you would see Aladdin in sixth, and that was supposed to be an absolute disaster, and that thing just refuses to go away. So, um, you know, this they don't make the movies for the critics. So, believe it or not, shockingly enough, uh, so so Dennis I mean, Dennis in the chat says, "Child's Play is going to be at least fifteen dollars more." Uh, on Thursday, which means it opens in Denmark on Thursday. So there's still places for Child's Play to be released. So <laughs> have hope.
0: There you go. <laughs> Good old Dennis coming with that fifteen dollars <laughs> is going to really make <laughs> all
1: those MGM like woo change the scheme of everything. Thank God for the blue corner. Sequel time. Also,
0: I like that I complimented Fuego's shirt earlier. So I love the Mr. Seek shirt, BT Dubs. Oh yeah, this is.
1: This is my thumbnail shirt right here. I don't know if, if you see like an animated version of me in, in a thumbnail, this is it. It's nice. not, it's a Me Seeks. Yep. Look at
2: me. <laughs> Existence is Pain or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> I've only seen some of that that Cecil has shown me here and there. It's the one show that people continue berating me that I haven't, you know, properly scoped out. So, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not going to, you know. I'm not gonna
0: be it's one of the show. ones that's got a very interesting fandom that I think takes yeah, away I mean, from the show a bit, but it's also a very good show That's
1: why I don't like to talk about it too much. Yeah. You know, the fans are, are a little a little much
0: It's the new Star Wars in terms of oh. the epicness of the devotion that some uh, people have. Yeah,
1: you just don't mm. get it, man Okay, yeah. okay <laughs> All right. And you do no no, it's fine. I, I see uh, so Lion King, not mm-hmm. uh, so it it won China, which usually Yay. usually, uh, I don't know why China gets first dibs at certain things. Perhaps that could be part of their little contract there. But uh, maybe uh, apparently a lot of films have been floundering over in China, but um, Lion King uh, came out with a roar in China, and uh, huh. we're expecting quite quite a bit of a pounce this weekend. Um, what 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 are you guys expecting? Uh, I guess I'll start with with you Lindsay.
0: Yeah, 54 million from China already. That's yeah. a that's a drop in the ocean right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I it's I don't have high hopes. <laughs> I I I just I, I, and, it, and it's the same thing that happened with Aladdin earlier this year. Everything they released about the movie makes it look Horrible. Like, they, they came out with the uh, part of the Hakuna Matata scene mm-hmm. uh, la- late last week after we did the, the, the podcast, and Which... it's just them just running, just running, just do something, but they just keep running. Like, there's a moment in in, in the footage that they released where it, it legitimately feels like the footage has started over again because what they're doing is so similar to what they've been doing, it's hard to tell the difference initially. You have mm-hmm. to actually watch it a second time to realize that, no, they, they did not repeat the footage. And, but that's very similar to Aladdin because they did the, the Prince Ali scene, that uh, like the worst chunk of the Prince Ali scene. And it was arguably the worst part of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, Aladdin actually it had its moments. So it wasn't great, but it was all right. So maybe that'll be this Lion King. Maybe that's the bar Disney's going for these days is okay, just all right, not really pushing it, not really trying to gamble anything. Maybe that's why all the animals look so deadpan and non-emotional because emotions are...
1: Well, they, you know, they they required,
0: but they stuff.
1: scared everyone else enough to that. Like, I mean, what all of June was just stacked weeks and here yeah. you go. You got this just wide open all to itself. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're doing something right where, where they scared people off. What, what yeah. about you, Fuego? Well, this is right there with those,
2: you know, early 90s properties that, uh, you know, along with the Latin people, of my generation and a few years lower like you know both of my younger brothers and you know most of their friends and stuff like that they adore the lion king not a personal favorite of mine i, I appreciate it quite a bit but it's right. not one that i guess it was a little bit older by the time it was really hitting mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just looking though that uh 174 opening weekend for beauty and the beast which is probably the best performer uh mm-hmm. I, I don't have maleficent numbers right here but i i think that's probably one of the best performers although it was in march so um really Really curious. Uh, Yeah, I guess Maleficent only did 69 its opening weekend, and, you know, that's, you know, despite Angelina Jolene, not a property of this magnitude. I think Mm. this could creep close to two being uncontested, being the fact that Spider-Man's been out for a couple weeks at this point, being the fact that it's more or less uncontested here. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if it breaks two, but I think it'll probably do in, like, the one... 160, maybe 170 I don't know if it'll do Beauty and the Beast numbers because coming out in March ahead of all of the big summer competition that was a leg up you know mm. more or less mm. and uh, maybe some people love Beauty and the Beast more I don't I don't know that's another one it's up that same time period where Disney was having that resurgence with their animated stuff so
1: yeah Wander This World in the chat has a brilliant point that you know, there are people you know Joe Sixpack that, that see maybe three or four movies a year but those people have had plans to see lion king so this, this the the movie of the year uh if if only just for like word of mouth and you know this is this could be a tri-generational uh movie because i i know i was I, i'm right there with you if i was perhaps just a little too old for this uh and uh, i guess theoretically i'm old enough to be a granddad but um you know you, you could have a couple of generations worth of of fans that that grew up with this that um you know just it's it's just a staple uh, it's it, it's really strange I, i'm right there with you i'm not that big a fan like it's not something that that when i think of disney the when i when i when i look at the collection i don't i don't reach directly for lion king I, it, it might be second or third maybe even lower but um everybody else seems to love this movie but uh, another movie that doesn't really rely on any stars. You brought up the Angelina Jolie point. The, uh-huh. This, this, uh, all I know is John Oliver is what the the parrot. I I, I know nothing else.
0: Uh, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't. So I, I didn't I, mean I, to break you. <laughs> no, I, I was just joking around with the chat for a second oh, there. Oh. Uh, Mother this says is in the chat, so oh, she Lindsay and he
2: Lindsay, uh, yeah. Lindsay V Lindsay. Right. We got both Lindsay's like going no. tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. We got both Lindsay barrels going. No. Uh, this says a lot of voice talent behind it, though. I mean, Does Beyonce, it? oh, the uh, too else well childish uh, Glover, or okay. you know, Donald Gambino, or whatever his <laughs> name is. Isn't he in, isn't he in this? I want to say maybe. Is, yeah yeah Uh, isn't he simba
0: or old young simba or old simba i can't remember
2: I can't either. I would have to bring up all that, and but I mean, bringing back James Earl Jones to yeah. uh, be some yeah. old and then Seth Rogen <laughs> is the is the pig, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the warthog. When I was a young warthog, <laughs> when <laughs> See, I was a young. I, young, I still remember the songs because both of my little brothers were so about the Lion King, and I was just yeah, I was a little too aged at that point, I guess. <laughs> mm. Cynical teenager, I was like, man, I don't like Disney animated stuff anymore. It's lame. <laughs>
0: No, I, I have an explicit memory from uh, kindergarten of some uh, kids in my class playing Lion King on the jungle gym. I was like, oh, I want to play Lion King. And they're like, oh, no, you, uh, sure, you, you're the bird. Go over there. We'll get to you eventually. They never <laughs> got to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was never picked. Exactly. I was Wait, never picked for Lion
1: King. Uh, Lindsay, did you give a number?
0: A, uh, a guesstimate? Oh, uh, 100. 100 depressingly.
1: Yeah, I I think awesome. I think I'll yeah. split you guys. I think I'm going to say like 130, 140. Pe- only because Spider-Man okay. did what it did like what what did Spider-Man do on July 4? Oh, actually
0: what
2: did it? I do? think it's
1: five well, day was like one 150 or something like that, right? Or it was, there was those weird numbers because it was like yeah.
2: almost a six day, right? Between, yeah, you know, Tuesday. Monday screenings
1: on Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday,
2: Saturday, Sunday. I mean, six and a half days almost or six and a quarter or whatever. Yeah.
1: And people had a bunch of it was like a bunch of Saturdays that 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 movie had. And it still mm-hmm. didn't cross 200 in in the five days or whatever it was. I mm-hmm. had to do a more math. It looks like.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see, see if I can get the exact figures here. It says for the for the fifth to the seventh it made ninety two. But okay. I'm trying to find numbers on what it Oh here, just do daily.
2: And those, That's a film that's probably gonna cross a billion in the next week though, i saying. Yeah, say. okay. Over eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, worldwide that is. That's
1: Spider Man yeah. we're referring to, by the way.
2: Yeah. It's already at eight forty seven, I wanna yeah. say? Yeah, eight forty seven worldwide. Holy smokes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it made about so it made about ninety three uh those those three days uh and then so it made bat so it made 185 the total
1: in uh, in, a, in just under a week yeah yeah i don't i don't see lion king doing too close to 200 at at that point uh granted mm. there's no competition uh yeah that's very true spider-man had some like leftovers with toy story and some money to fight with but i i just can't wait to be king no um i don't <laughs> <laughs>
2: well it's gonna be an all disney top three though right because it's gonna be lion king spider-man probably toy story so oh, it is wait wait
1: and wait spider is, is technically
2: sony Eaters. isn't it well it's simple well, it's sony marvel together but i guess it is more or less sony's money with the licensing of the character between the two of them because it does say sony and columbia at the beginning mm-hmm. in conjunction with marvel studios so yeah i guess that is sony money so i i I stand properly (laughs) correct. It makes me wonder what the split is on that, because it's been a while since I've actually got myself up to date on, is it just really Marvel licensing the character and not sharing any of the returns, even on the back end of that, you know, despite the whole, you know,
1: producing. They do some some weird trade stuff. I mean, they were able to use Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and Avengers, so uh, perhaps...
2: Civil War and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Perhaps there was trading of consulting. Perhaps they said, "Listen, we're going to help you repair this character. You know, you keep your Columbia money, but we're we're going to take him for a couple." Because it's it, like when you look at some of these weird deals. Like uh, the thing I always jump back to is that you know Warner and Paramount made a trade, uh, Interstellar for the rights to Friday the Thirteenth, and okay. oh, mm-hmm. we haven't yeah. had another Friday the Thirteenth in quite a long time. So that was a that was a really <laughs> uneven trade. So it's, yeah. it's really funky what, like what, what they end up doing. Uh, like who knows what the, what the logistics are. Sony was in kind of
2: a desperate scenario of when they made that deal though, because they hadn't really had a franchise hit in a while. And they were trying to get stuff like MIB 23 off the ground, that weird mishmashing of those two properties, which never happened. And you know, all those Pascal uh, email leaks where she was talking mm. very crass and, stuff so I mean they were just not in the best of light at the time and then you know Spidey stuff has done good since this reboot and then Venom does better than expected and so they're they're kind of figuring their stuff out a little bit I Uh, guess
1: Dennis Dennis Blue Corner in the chat has has one of the stipulations that will not (laughs) that will be void uh if Spider-Man doesn't cross one billion Sony gets to take him back, which uh, again is at 8:40 right now in week two. So, and I heard that they're
2: discussing re-upping that deal. So, yeah,
1: it seems mutually beneficial
2: to a degree, especially if it's just you know getting to use that character on the Marvel side of things, and then Sony reaps all the benefits. I'm thinking of John John Lovitz, where it's like he's losing his
1: mind, and I'm (laughs) reaping all the benefits.
0: So uh I, I have a little I did a little homework oh uh, if we count count Spider-man as Disney
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Lion King comes out there are going to be seven Disney movies in theaters including Dumbo which is still struggling with 45,000 this last weekend but hey it's still in theaters oh.
2: he just won't put it down for whatever yeah. reason
0: <laughs> So that's, that's a... three live-action Disney remakes uh, a Marvel movie toy story and uh,
2: oh, I can't remember the other two right now. Well, two Marvel movies, because yeah. Endgame being out still, right? I mean, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. 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 Endgame, yeah. <laughs> Getting that, getting that re-release. Man,
1: Disney, there's a Maleficent coming out this year. There's that space mm-hmm. movie in December. Yeah. Disney, give yes. up the pie yes. a little bit, huh? Tell so, I me, mean, that's that, that's why. Just, like, not, box episode Nine.
2: My God, that last Star Wars movie. <laughs> Unless that's what you were just referring to. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. that's not i you saying. I thought you were messing around. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty funny. No, I was. So. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with
0: that. Yeah, Just okay. go with it. Uh, just so, go, man. So
1: which news would we like to... Would we like to talk trailers or do we want to talk about fun news? And
0: Well, I, I just realized there was something about Lion King I forgot to mention. Cool. So it's... Uh back it up just real quickly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw on Twitter a very, very interesting thing where someone went in and took stills from the movie uh, at very, you know specific emotional beats, like uh, after Mufasa's death or when he's about to confront Scar or scar send, sending the hyenas to go kill Simba and or when Simba seeing his dad up in the clouds. and like they they show a shot from the movie, and the animal is deadpan. And then right next to it is an edited version where they just, you know, did like Photoshop tweaks, you know, sink in here, stretch out there a little bit. And it looks so much better because it actually looks like they're reacting to what's happening and not just a a personalityless, yeah. soulless lion. Not that uh, we don't need to get into whether animals have souls or not, but you know what I mean. It's just <laughs> this just animal looking at something and it's it's just incredible. And who knows, you know, maybe the final product of the movie. That's not much of an issue, although I hear it's an issue. And I haven't read, or I, I try to stay away from stuff before I see a movie. But the buzz I'm hearing is that it's yeah pretty deadpan.
1: Yeah, the 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 stuff that I'm trying to ignore and not pay attention to, the, from what I've heard, that that like again, it, it's kind of like I, I don't want to hear it. Uh, apparently, it's 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 Gus Van Sant's Psycho. It it is shot for shot. Uh, that is that is basically it with Lion King. It, it is a shot for shot remake um, done. Um, in this, I don't know, realistic animation. Like, what do you what do you call this? It's it's a CGI movie that looks realistic. It's, that's it's, that's the real question. They're, they're like, both animated technically.
0: Yeah, but but it's it, it's this. You know what this feels like? You no, know, that that's what it is. That, that's what bugging me so much about this movie. It feels like a demo reel. It feels like Disney being like, hey, look what we can do. Pay us fifteen dollars. Look what we can do. <laughs> it's like the kind of thing you used to get for free when you buy a PlayStation. You get the demo disc. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But it's like, but Disney wants to make a $1 billion dollars off of it, and they will. Yeah. And they're going, and you know, all power to them because they've got that much power over the world and entertainment and media. But it's it's just this feels like an in, internal like tech demonstration, not a movie. That's the problem. With, maybe it'll be different when I see it. That's the problem go, with go.
1: cinema today. Is is they ha- yeah. you have more screens than ever before. Meanwhile, there's there's duplicate triplicate of of the same movie on these screens. And, it, and it's really nothing, nothing different, uh, you know, sequels, remakes, uh, all, all that jazz. We have all these screens, all these potential choices and not much choice. It, it's, it's kind of deflating, like uh, cinema is just kind I- of eating itself.
2: Yeah, and that's where I have to chime in, because it was trending on Twitter, what, a day or so ago, where it was like, what is the difference between all these different formats? Because you go to a multiplex that has, what, 24, 30 screens, maybe, Mm -hmm. at at some of these, and it's like, okay, you've got all of your regular, and then you've got your 3D, but then you've got your your Dolby Interactive, and then you've got your IMAX, Mm -hmm. and then you maybe have your IMAX 3D as well, and it's just... I think the average consumer who isn't really a, a seasoned moviegoer and doesn't pay attention to a lot of this stuff, they're just like, oh, my God, I'm almost overwhelmed by the extent of all these choices and what's the nuances and differences amongst all of them. And mm-hmm. IMAX, when the average parent was growing up, was showing nothing but deep-sea diving from James Cameron yeah. and stuff. And now for everything you know that they have changed since going into showing commercial Hollywood films instead of just that sort of stuff that I grew up on watching on an IMAX screen, it's... Uh, I don't know it could definitely be overwhelming and you know Disney at this point with the fact that so much of their stuff dwells within all those different screens and is available on two three maybe four in all of those multiplexes it's like Shang Tsung man your soul is mine (laughs) And, and they just own us all to a degree because they own all my favorite properties that I grew up with as a kid especially with the Fox acquisition now along with Marvel and Lucasfilm and everything so it's yeah. Oh, th- that's how we got to
0: seven because uh, Dark Phoenix is still in theaters uh, oh. with another Fox movie, and those are now owned by Disney.
1: So, <laughs> Ugh. Um, so, so speaking of lifeless animals, uh, I- I'll take my uh, ball and run with it. Uh, okay. Scarlett Johansson got herself in in quite a- quite a pickle this weekend. That's um, a mm. And today, today she retracted. So what I, I ha, I'll read, I'll read the the quote first that she got herself in trouble with. She said, "You know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person, any or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job." And the internet <laughs> went kaboom. Um, what? And today what, she the internet? No, they <laughs> never <did. laughs>
2: Never. She's like, I should have been Groot. I should have been in the Lion King movie.
1: You know? I mean, come on. <laughs> And, I
0: should have played a lion, like, literally on screen, the only, like, real thing. I just see, I'm a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay,
1: <I'll> <laughs> Today she clarified and said, I personally feel that in an ideal world, any actor should be able to play anybody, and art in all forms should be immune to political correctness. That is the point I was making, albeit it didn't cr- come across that way. Thoughts? I wish uh, Dino was here for this. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> this is a Dino so, episode, especially you, with the following thing. news. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, I um, uh, it's, I I think we need to get Scarlett Johansson to a doctor so she can get uh, diagnosed with foot and mouth disease. She okay. seems to have a pretty pretty bad case. But
1: but does she? Um, in in yeah. her defense, we had yeah. we had Cape was it Cape Lanchette? who mm-hmm. who played Bob Dylan a couple of mm. years ago was it Kate Blanchett sure. it was and, yeah. and, and nobody said a word about that and and the argument against that would be well you know it's it was part of the artistic you know, form that they were trying to tell that story well okay it's art you you, you just kind of fell apart on yourself so yeah. why is it okay there but not here
0: well, it's gen- uh, well. First of all, I love this. We have three just seriously white guys talking about this. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm, no, listen, no, no, I'm on board. I like, yeah. I, I character first. I don't, I don't care who plays what. Just make a good movie. Like, honestly. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm, True. I'm fine with whatever you want. If you, if you got a, you know, a chipmunk. had to play that out. Yeah. That, that was just, yeah. it was just
0: too rich. But yeah. I mean, but I, I completely agree. As long as they could, as long as, you know, they're they're talented go for it but like i I will say that gender bending is a little different than like race bending like i think there's a reason why cloud atlas only did it the one time despite the fact that they bent and changed up everything else Mm -hmm. uh and notice the one time that they did do a race bend in cloud atlas uh it was turning uh uh halle berry into a white lady
1: and that's okay Oh I mean, I mean it's it
0: could, well if it's it's the same idea as like punching up versus punching down in comedy you know? Yeah, it's funny it's funny to make fun of the rich it's kind of a dick move to make fun of the poor Yeah, unless it's uh and it's the same thing here you know like one not to get political I'm sorry but you know this is well, the no, things we need I to mean talk this week it. it's it's yeah. kind
1: of unavoidable this week
0: That's true that's true uh but you know like uh, uh, civilizations that got colonized are you can make fun of, but it's it's harder to make fun of the people that got colonized. Is right. I right. guess the idea yeah, no. and colonialism ruined everything. Blah 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 blah. The
1: <laughs> the, pu- the punching up comment that 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 applies. Yeah. But um, uh, so Scarlett Johansson is is technically a, a you know she's a female. Uh, you know, as far as white you know white male or the, the yeah. So <laughs> so I, I don't understand. Like it's it's a role that's go- going to Again, uh, uh, I think that the big thing was white cis male, uh, white cis female, excuse me, that was playing, what, a trans? Um... Yeah, just
2: to just to give some clarification. So the movie's yes. called Rub and Tug that she was uh, cast in initially. And she bulked, uh, you know, when there was first all of this groundswell about how she has no right to have the role because of the fact that she's not she's not trans, you know, mm-hmm. and it's about a, a transsexual uh you know, individual and everything, and as I'm looking at the, uh, based on the true story of Tex Grill, a trans man who became the crime kingpin of 1970s Pittsburgh through his empire of illicit massage parlors, oh, and cool. so, yeah, so... That sounds um, awesome. <laughs> I was yeah. It sounds like it could uh, it could have some of the uh, oh goodness the the title is eluding me the one with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Jared Leto from a few years ago. Oh uh, the uh,
0: drug one up from the uh, the Mexico. Uh, 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 I, I could search
2: Dallas
1: Buyers
0: Club. Yeah that's Dallas it. Dallas Buyers oh, yeah.
2: Club. I always think of the Airborne Toxic Event song Helen back uh, to to Helen back that you know was the the theme of that. But I think this could have a similar. You know, bit of drama and comedy. depending on how it really a- approaches right. the the subject matter. But if, if Scarlet was cast for it, I doubt it would be more on the comedic side. It would definitely be more on the dramedy side of things. But uh, from I I was talking with some uh, some uh, you know LGBT friends this weekend about this on Saturday at the hotel that I work at mm-hmm. because we're in an area of town that is kind of considered the neighborhood, which is awesome because of the fact that you get such an awesome melting pot of perspectives yeah. there. And acceptance and just coolness, you know, and right. uh, a nice, nice element of of diversity. And the thing that all of them were were saying as they explained the situation to me, you know, being a straight white man, the most hated demographic probably in America, <laughs> and with good reason because we give, People like me have a bad name, right? Um, right. We suck. It's, Let's just admit it, guys. We suck. Yeah, yeah. We are the worst. Like even when we're
0: not the worst, so, we're the
1: worst. So no, I'm I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna kind of piggyback that and and say some some cities, some areas of this country are more advanced than others. Some some parts of this country have have kind of caught up a bit and and aren't as mm-hmm. as oppressive as as others. But the problem is, some parts are still quite oppressive and and things aren't even um and it's it's just you know funny that that this this comes up um if if it was a black man that were cast to play a trans woman would this argument still come up
2: it's it's tough to say i mean the way it was explained to me was that we've had so many straight i mean gay gay men play straight men we've had a right. lot of gay women play straight women on screen and stuff and there is an essence to being a chameleon as an actor and being able to just believably play a role that is totally not you you know and you know the the blanchette is a really good example there as well mm-hmm. um but, but the way it was explained to me that the point that i didn't didn't get to a second oh, ago was I'm the sorry. fact that there's oh no you're fine um It's just the fact that there is so little trans representation specifically as far as, you know, LGBT, you know, stuff goes on screen. And I know I didn't list the entire acronym there, unfortunately, which which is my bad. Mm. But it's the fact that there is so little actual trans representation. That's why there is so much grief about this in particular. So
1: Tangerine was a pretty good time. All right. (laughs)
2: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Tangerine was very good. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, uh, jump on you there. But I, I, I think the fact that it, this is kind of coming off on the heels on Ghost in the Shell, it's like it's like the double, you know, it's like one, the one-two punch of the two of them is yeah, the it's, problem.
1: Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Like, what else can you possibly? Is there nothing else right. you can play other than things that aren't what what you are? And yeah, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's it, you could say the same thing for. Um, What's her face? Not, not not Natalie Portman, but her her stunt double in Star Wars. What, why is her name? Uh, oh, Keira Knightley. Kira Knightley. All she does is period pieces. Like oh, every yeah. time I see Keira Knightley, it's it's at least fifty years old. It, it, that movie takes place at least fifty years ago. So it's, it's... and I love her so much. She's she's great. <laughs> yeah. Except for the
2: jacket. The jacket is one of my favorite Keira Knightley movies, and that's her and uh, uh, Adrian Brody. And it's a weird time travel post Iraq kind of. If, huh. if you guys haven't seen that movie, The Jacket is awesome. It's yeah, kind yeah. of a mind melter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll have to That's, check that out. It's cool. Yeah. So um Shoulder shrugs and what do we know, I guess is the...
0: No, and, and, you know, I do get what she's saying. It should be about the art. Our art is inherently political. It's almost impossible to make some kind of art that doesn't have some kind of political leanings on it one way or the other. But at the same time, we shouldn't go out of our way to inject politics into things needlessly to the point where we're arguing, like, Lion King proves QAnon right or something like that. You know, we (laughs) got to just go with what's actually in the things, not project upon them. But at the same time... You know, like, and she does have the right. She is correct. She has the just like people have the right to get up on stage and say, insert racist comment here, and the government can't punish them because you know freedom of speech. You still have the right to play what roles, but you also have to just deal with the backlash. And when you're going to play things that are obviously going to stir up trouble. You can't be surprised when troubles get stirred up.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the essence of being an actor, right? It's yeah. putting yourself out there. I mean, in any sort of creative medium, really, and just you have to have thick enough skin to deal with your your critics and the naysayers. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if it were if it were Meryl, Meryl Streep, would we, would would it? <laughs> I mean, because if there's if there's acting it's funny loyalty. She's never tried, actually. well, she's done quite a bit. I I don't know what I saw. Uh, this CNN program called movies um mm-hmm. which I only saw the 80s she she played something I think South African maybe maybe not she there's a couple mm-hmm. things she did in the 80s where I'm like man she she's just an absolute chameleon and there was some role that I, I just I've never seen the movie but they sh- they played a clip from it and I was just like all right for as much as I get on the academy for for putting Meryl Streep in seemingly every year if she plays a you know a, a, door, a door person it's it's, it's nominating it's, her yeah. for into the woods for yeah.
2: god's sake <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it's it's favoritism much yeah it's <laughs> uh
1: it's just like the okay you've you've done it enough here's 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 your your nomination but um i i, I the times are are they the times they are are changing that, that that's that's i guess what i wanted to get to because i i, I mean
2: Speaking of Kate Blanchett, I mean, I mean Bob Dylan, right? Right.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I immediately went to Watchmen. That's, but yeah, you're right, Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: it, it, it's uh, it, it just I I don't think that Bob Dylan movie is even ten years old. Yeah, it might be right around yeah. ten years old because wasn't Heath Ledger in it?
2: He was. Yeah. All
1: right, so he's been dead uh, ten years. Yeah.
2: Was, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a
1: little over a decade old. It's it's just funny how much has changed in that time. Where. It, wasn't even a thing. It was all, oh, neat. Uh, here's Cape Blanchett playing Bob Dylan. But,
0: well, you know, like, then there was, like, hairspray where uh, what's his face was a woman.
2: Yeah, John Travolta. Uh, oh my God, it's John Travolta.
0: Right? <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, you know, gender bending, it's, it's fun. Uh, as long as you're, you know, not doing anything too weird with it. Well, uh, wait,
1: wait, what about Bohemian Rhapsody? Why wasn't that played by a, a bisexual?
0: I, I mean that's there's a lot of like, things you can watch up with human Grasia issues, and that is <laughs> definitely one you get
1: to you go down this this rabbit hole and it's like all right so where where's the ground like you just keep going and going and going it um it is art after all it's it's not mm-hmm. like uh I mean, and
2: it's I mean, in those situations, man, where I would say it's kind of impressive if a you know like you know professedly straight man Going and doing stuff like that, I'm like, hey, more power to you and, right. and the craft and so on. I mean, same same with a woman as well, obviously, you know. So that's the essence of acting if it's actually acting. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, to segue right into some more fun news.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, well, I didn't remember what the other thing Lashana was. Lynch. Uh, I was
1: wondering if we
2: were still going to discuss uh, it. Lashana oh, Lynch right.
1: is the next 007. That was reported by the the Daily Mail, by the way, which apparently is a rag mag over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um. So, there's been a bunch of clarifications uh, via the Twitter Twitter sphere that Twitter that she may not be, um bond she may not be the the lead character that that 007 is merely uh, an ID number
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um people got angry yeah yeah they that, got angry that's that's pretty fair I mean here's what I'll say um she was what the second feature in Captain Marvel mm-hmm. she wasn't even the lead she 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 was the the, the third female in that film uh Granted, I think it's been clarified that she she is a tertiary character in in the next Bond or whatever whatever they're talking about her being 007 in. Um, sure, but we're gonna put the the the, <laughs> the, the heavy weight of 20 24 007 films on somebody who technically isn't isn't um you know isn't somebody who's who's Announced their presence yet. No, it's.
0: Uh, you know, the, like we said before, the Internet's going to Internet and it's going to get angry. Mm. Uh, but but reading up on like what what I've seen on this, it actually sounds like a really kind of interesting way to approach this. Like bon- Bond has retired. So the 007 moniker is up for grabs for, you know, whoever's around to grab it. And this lady's grabbed it, but something big and kooky going on. So they need Bond to come out of retirement, you know, good old cliche style and uh, get, get back in the saddle again and do his stuff and probably team up with uh, Miss Lynch. Yeah, That sounds like a good movie to me. Well, then who's, I mean, who, who's Bond then? If, if Lynch... uh, supposedly Craig.
1: Well, well, why is he not 007? <laughs> there's James Bond
0: and then there's 007. Craig is going to play Bond, supposedly, and Lashana Lynch is going to play whoever this 007 character is. Oh, wow. If that makes sense, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And that kind of makes me think of Goldeneye, where remember they they had 006 and they really played up the fact that there were multiple agents and mm-hmm. you know different aliases and stuff like that. Which is, yeah, there, there's a lot of conflicting reports about this story, which is where I I think there is a lot of people just clickbaiting and jumping you know to it because we don't really have anything official official yeah, just that, yet. Uh, at least
1: again, yeah. at least from what I've seen. Again, so. the Daily Mail mm-hmm. is the equivalent of the Inquirer reporting something here. That's that's not. That is not a journalistic. There's say, uh, cautiously. I know
2: the reported it too. Uh, I, I think the Guardian's a little bit more like you know reputable, presumably. Uh, yeah, but I wish Emily was here. Yeah. I
1: genuinely ask her. I, yeah, it is. I think it's another. It's another hmm. kind of. We call them ragmax here in America. And <laughs> yeah, there's
2: a lot of tabloids over there. I guess as they. Some sometimes call themselves that break this sort of you know gossipy Hollywood stuff over there. It's not it's not reputable like a THR or a Deadline is, and you know it's a little, a little bit different. So
0: it's their TMZ,
1: as reputable as you want to claim those two are. But yeah. uh, his ears must have been ringing, Dino, in the chat. What's up, Dino? Dino. <laughs> Every time somebody talks about women news, a Dino's ears ring. <laughs> so um, no, not Scarlett Johansson uh i i i have to be honest like i even have her image on screen mm-hmm. like i had to sure. be reminded of of who she was uh i i don't know if again even if she's the 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 female lead is this the right is this the right actor never mind never mind what we're talking about race sex any of that is this the right actor for for something like this, I mean, granted, you'd go down the same rabbit hole as something like Star Wars. A bunch of a bunch of nobodies came out, and now they're they're holding on to the you know biggest franchise in yeah. in uh, history. I think right ever. Yeah. So it it's it's been done. It's just I I haven't seen much from her. Like uh, uh, granted, uh, not much wowed me about Captain Marvel to begin with. But uh, mm-hmm. again, she's the second feature. So that that's. Uh, could somebody else have have taken this role? Yeah, I mean, Uh, Idris has
2: been rumored for a long time to be taking over this role, and uh, I'm assuming that's not the case. I don't know. This could be just a one-off for this film. It's a plot device. It's them kind of getting their feet wet and testing audiences with the possibility Mm -hmm. of somebody else being the 007 and just how they would take it, and maybe they'll... I mean, maybe they have you know, interest groups or, you know, whatever, all, all, all kinds of different stuff. In they place absolutely and they to screen do. this movie. Finally, just, and, and they will take that to heart and they will fashion this passing of the torch accordingly after how this pre- performs, you know, it's almost like Star Trek generations where they had the original yeah. crew and then they were kind of passing the torch proverbial and seeing how a big screen film with some of the next generation crew actually did as far as box office, and and then First Contact was the best of all the next generation films. So I mean, what are you gonna do? But
0: yeah, oh yeah, First Contact is so good. It's uh, so awesome. Cromwell, uh,
2: man, he's great in that
0: movie. By the way, I'm looking at the cast list for Bond Twenty Five, this new the, the new one that's gonna be coming out next year with Miss mm-hmm. Lynch in it and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh the cast that's listed for it is kooky. You got Christoph Waltz again yeah. somehow. Yes.
2: Reprising, uh, apparently. Uh, okay. Maybe teaming with Bond from what I was reading. What? It, it, wow. Yeah. Okay. Weird, uh, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. And Leia Sedu is coming back again, too. So she was Madeline in the last one. So uh, so I guess they're doing a, a Vesper with her now and having her sticking around. And uh, Rami Malik, too, is the bad guy. I didn't know that
2: i'm just glad sam mendez isn't doing another one i'm really curious what Kerry fukunaga is going to yep. do with a bond film that intrigues the hell out of me i'm, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't work out with um oh goodness who was the british director it's eluding me at this point he was originally and then he left the project i would have to double check
1: mm. it was a, it
2: was a definitive note uh, Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then. Danny Boyle.
2: Danny Boyle was originally going to oh. do it, which I think would have been very interesting to see him do a Bond movie. But he's never been like a really action centric director. You know, he's been more on the dramatic side of things. Obviously, yeah. even this this stuff in Sunshine, where it turned into a, a serial killer mutant on a spaceship sort of thing felt so out of place compared to the rest of the film although I guess the action was shot at times pretty decent in 28 Days Later but his forte is more so on on the dramatic side of things but I mean it's still in good hands with with Carrie I'd say so
1: yeah Hmm. yeah um yeah, um somebody said it before, my apologies. Uh wander this world said holding judgment until I see the movie, which which is a yeah. great mentality to have because who knows what's going to happen. Um they they're testing Run Sweetheart Run right now, which you've heard nothing about. Um mm-hmm. I know I hadn't prior to hearing that they were testing it. So, you know, who knows what what journey this movie takes. I mean, that they all but admitted that they're changing Star Wars Episode Nine because of the backlash from the Last Jedi. So, oh yeah. Unfortunately, the internet—if it gets loud enough—the stupid <laughs> studios listen. And
0: I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I don't. I like. I mean, think of how many franchises would be ruined right now if, if, you know, the internet existed the way it does now. Twenty years ago, it, it just. 15, 15 20 30 whatever. I think. 20. well everybody.
2: Yeah, everybody talks about the whole thirty years ago because this year the original Batman and Michael Keaton and the fan uproar about maybe for me the best the best Batman aside from maybe Kevin Conroy because that's who I hear in my head when I read a Batman <laughs> comic because of the animated series, but yeah and the, the same thing kind of happened in the days where where the internet trolling was just finding its its footing on that rap tappy bridge you know with uh you know the, the casting of heath ledger and so yeah it's uh it's kind of a crazy state to live in right now but weird thing about episode nine though it, it was that weird perfect storm of the fact that carrie died and the fact that um uh, what's-his-face who did uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, that I was such a big fan of, who also oh, did Jurassic World. Jurassic World, World. yeah.
1: But, um, uh, Trevor, uh, uh, Colin
2: uh, Trevor. Yes, uh, yeah, Colin Trevor out. So he, he had this script that was drastically different, and then he had to do a major reworking after Carrie passed away, because it was supposed to be, you know, first one was focusing on Harris, and second one was going to focus on, on Hamill, and then the third one was going to be very Carrie-centric, and he had to do a mad reworking, and the studio was not digging how he was trying to change things up, and so... It was slightly circumstantial, but then probably, you know, the fact that there was the backlash about Last Jedi as well, they are just like, let's just scrap it all and bring J.J. back. You know what? J.J. supposedly
0: has basically just said, screw it, it's the last one, let's just do it. It was just scary to me.
1: Let's bring back the
2: Emperor, even if we never had any plans to do that. If
1: (laughs) if the red-letter media has just put out a video where they're they're, they're BS BS predicting things, and, some of it, Arizona and those guys, my God, yeah, <laughs> some of it is is quite, uh, I mean, granted, silly, but they they back some of what they're talking about up. And there's there's a rumor that they present that there could be time travel in Star Wars Episode nine. And uh, they, they back it up with images. And I don't know how I feel about that, but it's one way to retcon uh, Luke in last jedi which which i don't understand why why that is the big thing that people have a problem with um obi-wan is dead more than he isn't just because yeah. somebody's dead in star wars shouldn't mean much i i don't understand why why that's such a a, a sticking thing for people like yeah oh yeah you think he's gone for for, for part nine but like have you watched Star Wars? Even the prequels, there was Force Ghost. What? What? what
2: Star I always Wars. thought he'd be a Force Ghost in this ninth film. I know!
1: who yeah. was
2: behind it, you know? I I honestly always got the vibe he was going to die in 8. Because if it was his film, it was going to be the end of his journey. And I thought he would turn into, you know, the Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan appeared in, what, both Empire and Jedi as a Force Ghost yep. to, to Luke. And I thought that was the new role we were going to get with him in him and Daisy, and I was fine with that, you know, mm-hmm. so...
0: I want to see go force ghost training, that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah. The stuff I hated about 8 did not have anything to do with, that. well, I mean, maybe sucking on the weird teats of the, whatever, milk and stuff, but <laughs> it was really just the tone of a lot of the humor, especially that, like, opened the movie with Poe that I didn't like as much, and... The, the The whole casino stuff, but then it's all more, more prequels there to me, but it's not as bad as a lot of people no, make it
1: out no, and it's no. proficiently made like uh, i I don't like this this prequel argument uh I'm sorry it's not a a medium shot reverse for dialogue there's yeah. it's a proficiently made <laughs> movie, whether or not you, you think the story's good, that's one thing, but don't don't talk about the way it's it technically done it, it there there's he He emulates a, a cinematography shot that's that's quite famous. Um, and ambitious, considering, you know, you're making Star Wars. Let's 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 calm down with the cinematography tricks. Uh, mm. But you know, they also do they, they, they had
0: the whole uh, Rashomon sequence in the movie. And what kid knows Rashomon? Like,
1: oh, Star Wars still. is based in Kurosawa, yeah. isn't he? Well, obviously, oh, yeah. But like, but this Think is
0: thing. like this is like a big reference to Rashomon. Like, it's it's like it's like the whole movie pretty much. Like, mm. well, I guess not the whole movie, but you know what I mean. Like, it's it, it's it's a very it, it, it it's uh, you know, how's the remake The Last Jedi doing over here? Because <laughs> I, I will Nitten never up. right. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, you don't like a movie. You don't like a movie. You don't like Game of Thrones Season 8. You don't like Game of Thrones. eight. Why do we, Why do we have to remake everything? Yeah. And it's like the Zack Snyder cut, too. It's like, what, why can't we just accept that sometimes a movie is bad? Or a show is just bad?
2: I it actually it want to it cut. I, but that's I, just, I do too. I would be interested.
0: I, I would totally be interested. But just like this, like rabid fandom need for it is just fascinating. To me. The, Again, I would. I would totally watch it. It's
1: just the, the fact that Lin, uh, Lindsay, excuse me. The fact that Disney has on 90... Disney.
0: I am Disney incarnate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Disney has ninety-five percent of a different solo movie and refuses to to capitalize on it, like. Make release that straight to home media for, for 10 bucks. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you'd make money off of it. Like it's Star Wars, it's extra Star Wars. People pay for that stuff. I, I'm just fascinated at why they're not letting any of that out, like deleted scenes or, or something. They'll probably wait for some sort of dumb anniversary to, to pump a little bit of out a little bit of it out at a time.
2: Yeah, after Episode nine is done, they'll do a crazy Disney-era Lucasfilm box set that has a, an extra disc of supplemental deleted crap or whatever. <laughs> just, to, I mean, kind of like what they did with uh, the phases of the Marvel bricks where they had a bonus disc with new deleted scenes and bonus features and stuff. And I'm like, you want me to drop 200-something bucks on that when I've already been buying each of these
1: individually yeah. for 20 to $30 <laughs> each time? They just get us, man. It's mm. horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So some trailers dropped today, and and mm. I think we all rushed to see both of them. If I'm not mistaken,
2: yep. I have a reaction of uh, the Kingsman that's going to go up right after this, and Sometimes. then I
1: watched Three from
2: Hell, and eh, three
1: yeah, from Hell. So w- sure. w- we can start <laughs> with with the Kingsman because uh, I'll I'll lead in with a joke. I knew nothing about this film, and really? I'm like I'm like wow, what a weird title to call something the King's Man. Uh, knowing okay. that there was a film called The Kingsman a couple of years ago, and, and The Kingsman: Golden Circle, and I'm watching, I'm like, it's got a very similar look to it than it, to the 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 Kingsman, The Kingsman: Golden Circle. And then there's, th- I'm not kidding, I, I, I genuinely had no information on this movie, and wow. there's some shots, and I'm like, this feels kind of Matthew Vaughn-y. Wait a minute, and sure enough, the title comes up, and, and then they show the 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 building, and I'm like, oh. Oh, this is a prequel. Okay, <laughs> now it makes sense.
0: I, I I went through literally the same thing as I watched the trailer. Uh, not really. <laughs> I was the only
2: one, man.
0: <laughs> no, I dug it. I really did. Uh, I I'm down to see where this is going. I, I want to see World War Two, World War One. I'm sorry, not yeah. even two. World War One era Kingsman stuff that looks interesting. And there's like an odd nefariousness to the way that Ralph Fiennes is presenting some of this stuff. So I like are uh, the kings the bad guys in the past, because mm. like, so what's, what's he saying? Like, we didn't win all this through chivalry, but through uh, through force or something like that. I I don't remember the exact line, but uh, it. I just want to see where it's going to go. It it's looks slick. You,
1: you don't you don't, yeah. you know, World War One isn't synonymous with with a lot of recent films that that you know have a certain look to them. So, I I can't think of many, if any uh wonder in, wonder woman i mean oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah okay but it's it you know it, there's not many world war Two. i could i could probably name 10 right now but uh, world war one it, it'd be nice to see something modern
0: I'm, I'm legitimately trying to think of one right now and I, I kind of can't. Was Private Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah, World hit, War Hacksaw
1: Ridge, Letter Iwo Jima, so, uh, no, no, flag. No, no, Letter Iwo,
0: Iwo Jima was uh, World War II so it was, uh, it was oh, Same oh, Ryan. oh,
1: okay I, I thought you were talking about World War II so, so yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry Hacksaw Ridge was two, that, that's why yeah, It was a two. Uh, it a two. was two, man. yeah, totally oh. two.
0: No. Oops. <laughs> I, uh
2: Pacific Crap. Theater Uh Yeah, Just, yeah you're right Quago, uh,
1: why don't you talk about well, well Lindsay Burns' his brain
2: Uh, So, you know, I'm going to say that as slick and cool as I thought this looked, I was disappointed in the fact that it didn't have the same comedic vibe of those two Kingsman movies, because that's what set those just this world apart for me was the fact that when I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh man they have this eggsy kid who looks like he's a reject from attack the block and they're going to retrofit him into being a a james bond type and i purposefully did not watch the film for probably a good year and a half maybe close to two years as we were approaching the sequel coming out and a few friends of mine at uh, at the day job were like dude there is this shootout in a church and it's to Freebird, and it's so flipping awesome you need to see this movie and i was like okay i'll red box it whatever And I loved it. I yeah. thought the first Kingsman was brilliant. It was that perfect mix. I mean, much more so than Stuber's of, you know, the, the violence, <laughs> and the, the, the violent, you know, just kind of, you know, action and humor, but with a sense of sophistication a, a little bit. And I mean, Matthew Vaughn, whether whether kick ass or, you know, I mean, to layer cake, I, I think was the first thing I ever saw from him and he was an old, old protege of Guy Ritchie. And so mm-hmm. he films action in a really cool manner. And I've always dug dug the hell out of that. And yet, this—it just—it looks great, and mm-hmm. I find World War One fascinating, and I feel mm-hmm. like it needs more representation mm-hmm. on screen, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. But it—I I was just waiting for some quip, a joke, something that was gonna make me like chuckle up, something that was gonna give me that vibe. Now, granted, the Golden Circle was way—it was like the ultra with way more cheese. I heard factor that. I ju- I haven't watched it yet. And I've
1: I've heard that. It's it's I haven't watched it because so many people said it's it's it's. It's like everything turned up to 20. It's it's, it's too over the top. Yeah. It
2: really, really is. And it's still
1: entertaining to me,
2: you know, but it's, it's very much of the two and a half to three star, whereas the other one was three and a half to four star, like really just balanced everything. The whole yeah. porridge is just right crap that I always go back to. Perhaps so, that
1: they're overcompensating back to uh, seriousness. Maybe. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm just thinking this first trailer maybe they were trying to show you know different setting so on and so forth get maybe people who wouldn't necessarily want to watch a kingsman movie they're like oh it's a world war one movie mm-hmm. and then maybe they're taken aback when we see you know the finished product or another trailer that sprinkles in the humor a little bit better but i'm still stoked for it it just didn't feel like a kingsman movie to me so
0: yeah that, that is a good point that the, the comedy has been such a big part of the franchise up until this point it is a little jarring that it's so lacking uh, you, you don't necessarily you know you can, different fran- You know different movies and franchises can add different feels to them, but it would. It, I think the movie would lose something if it doesn't have like a little bit of that comedy to it, or at least a little bit of that uh, zaniness. And it, I actually really, really like Kingsman too. But I've watched it twice, and the second time I watched it, parts of it were a little, a little much. Uh, as much as I actually love the villain, what's her name? A lot of people weren't crazy she about her. her yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's just something about just her. Oh, oh, sweetie, no, you shouldn't have done that. Now I must kill you. That just I must worked make for you me. into a hamburger
2: or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then feed you to my other employee. Yeah.
2: And I oh, like, and the a... statesman stuff in there. Hmm. I thought that was cool, the counterbalance yeah. between the two working together and everything. And, I, I mean, I did really like it, and I like the world building that they're doing. I haven't read the Mark Miller comics, so I can't... I, I know they're very loosely based from what some friends of mine have told me, but,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I haven't read them either. I'll admit it, but I just like Matthew Vaughn. Is this Matthew Vaughn again?
2: Yep. Yes, he is mm-hmm. directing and producing, but they have I, a different way on board. So. Got a trilogy uh-huh. there. Yeah, yeah no, and they're it, still they're still working on the third one too. That's coming in about a year, year and a half. So,
0: wait, you mean the fourth one? Uh, so, yeah.
2: Well, the, the 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 official third one, with this being a prequel. Oh so, wow! Yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. mind bringing the sequel to time. Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. No, but
0: I yeah. Sorry, we were. I did. We were talking chronologically for a second, and I was thinking yeah. release. That's that's on me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we'll bring back the kid from Rocket Man and uh, Eddie right. the Eagle, and yeah. Oh, Eddie the Eagle. So Taron Edgerton, Edgerton, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good old
0: yeah. T Edgy. Yeah.
2: yeah, he's a great actor, man. I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's good. Speaking of threes, um, his company. There was another uh, trailer today. Three from Hell. Yeah.
2: I'm sick of Rob Zombie, man.
1: <laughs> Dude, he hasn't been around in a while, but but yeah. Well,
2: thirty-one was what about a year, year and a half ago, and Dude, that I just longer. felt like Rob Zombie was tired already, and this kind of continues the trend for me.
1: Yeah, I don't. Was this crowdfunded too? Because I know thirty-one. What it took? It took two two rounds of crowd crowdfunding to get mm-hmm. that one. Uh, I don't know what the deal with this one is, but like that 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 hammy purposeful that that grindhousey trailer look like on purpose like kind of uh no i'm okay thanks oh you mean to tell me that rob zombie's doing yet another movie that feels like something a little over the line and you know southern fried and from the 70s no matter what time frame it actually takes place in um cool awesome All in the
2: It declaring itself a new horror masterpiece as opposed to, you know, Uh. know usually they have, like, flashes from the critics saying a new Mm -hmm. horror masterpiece. This wasn't even that. This was them just declaring Mm. themselves as such in the marketing material. I was like, really, guys?
0: That always bugs me when things are, like, self-proclaimed the greatest blah 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 or the master of this or that. Uh... It feels, it always feels like it's the director or someone else. So it's like, oh, so in the trailer, you have to say that I, I the, the visionary director of blah, 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 like,
1: oh uh, yeah. Because Tarantino's got ninth film every, every, yeah. every time, which by the way, I'm, he has earned that, <laughs> I guess, I guess, but you know, all right, we get it. We, we know who you are, right. it, it, we're not, no, you're right, why, why are we keeping track, but but yeah, speaking of trailers that are on in in front of every movie that I see, that I just want the movie to come out already. If only to not see the same, trailer anymore. Same. Like, uh, all right, uh, I'm excited. You got my money. Just, just let's 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 get it on with already. But, but that I'm comes out. There. Yeah, almost there. Two more weeks, right? One more week. Two more weeks. Uh, I've never one... actually
0: seen the Devil's Reject, so I don't really have. I watched the Three from Hell trailer, and I'm just like, okay.
1: Yeah doesn't look like you need to really catch yourself up because they kind of catch you up in the trailer that w- mm-hmm. what the story is with these people. So,
0: <laughs> I guess though, they're mass murderers that people weren't released from jail for some reason? Released
1: to three. Well, well,
2: they essentially, everybody thought got killed at the end and uh, of the Devil's Rejects film and it was a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. I did not like House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. I thought Devil's Rejects was at least significantly superior in that regard as far as filmmaking goes and performance-wise and character development and everything, but I I don't know. Rob Zombie has just continued going back to the well of the kind of white trash kind of thing, which he really Mm -hmm. was really reaching for with the Halloween films, and that's probably why I love uh, Lords of Salem so much, because it was Rob Zombie actually doing something different as opposed to what this feels like to me and what 31 also felt like, which was Rob Zombie trying to make a Rob Zombie film, as opposed to Rob Zombie really doing something different and original which is the way I felt about his first couple couple outings so at the, mm-hmm. at, at this point he's just going back to the well going going through the grooves going through the motions and stuff it's like some of the later Rob zombie albums unfortunately mm-hmm. I was a big fan of his song
1: yeah I I was on board with 31 from that first scene I mean I, I mm-hmm. felt like I, I felt like perhaps with the dialogue and everything he was kind of sucking himself off a bit with with the way he was he was you know writing but that actor um, was the best part, though. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, right after that opening scene, though, it just it just falls off a cliff. It it, um, I think Cody says it more than anybody. Cody from Cody Leach. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of different. You know, you you could take all of Rob Zombie's movies, and if you just take little pieces out of each one of them, you could probably put together one really nice film. It wouldn't make sense, <laughs> but he's got <laughs> any, he's got enough little pieces that that. You know, there's moments he flirts with you where it's like, look, I, I actually can do something really awesome, but never mind. Here's 45 minutes of of motherfucker. Up oh, there's our yeah, one. <laughs> which is what
2: I have to even admit about Lords of Salem, the last 20 minutes are just absolute bonkers idiocy. If if, if you think the end of like uh, Altered States is ridiculous, then you <laughs> you have you haven't seen anything until you watch the end of uh, the end of Lords of Salem. It's just yeah. nonsensical imagery and. And then you get an epilogue that kind of ties everything up. So,
0: yeah. right. um, interesting. So I, I'm trying to think of which Rob Zombie movies I, I know I've seen the the two Halloween movies. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and now I'm just like, I know I saw. What else has he done? Is uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, the
0: Hill. No, the Hills Have Eyes wasn't him, was it? No, uh,
2: that no. was uh, Aja, the same guy He did yeah. Crawl. So. Oh, oh, that's right. That's
0: interesting. Uh, Thirty one. Maybe. I, yeah. What. No, I never saw thirty one, so maybe I've only seen his versions of Halloween. Uh and then he did the for... animated
2: film, it was like El Super
0: Bistro yeah. or
2: something like that. It's like an yeah. R rated kind of schlocky uh which there's some lines of this in. No. <laughs>
1: never, never.
2: No way. Zombie it was Schlocky.
1: About...
2: <laughs> never never a chance. No, with uh Luke luchadors and the mass and stuff it was about a superhero of sorts r-rated animated fair. you know and they have a vibe of that in this film obviously from the trailer you know there's some luchador craziness going down so uh, okay
1: mark yeah. uh i'll answer that question in the chat mark in a minute but i just want to make sure we're done talking about rob zombie yeah, yeah
2: i'm i'm done with it Lindsay,
1: can you get me who who is cast in invisible man in 2020 is 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 that a fact that johnny depp's been replaced as the invisible man in in
0: whoa 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 first of all slow down rewind Mm -hmm. the dark universe is still a thing
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) lee winnell (laughs) anyone else behind this
2: yeah i actually have uh i I have the link i had it in the news notes so it's a actor by the name of oliver jackson cohen and he was the he was the drug addict brother in the house on haunted hill that netflix did uh, he was the, he was this big like kind of foreboding physical presence at least but he was frail mentally having you know dealt with all the different addictive aspects and whatnot and kind mm-hmm. of shunned from the family. I thought that even though he was one of the relegated characters as far as you know all, all the sisters in the show in in comparison, I thought he gave a Decent enough vibe, but in in a leading role for what you would assume is going to be kind of a flagship Blumhouse release with them taking over the reins, trying to revive the Dark Universe. I don't know about this casting, but even Jason Blum was tweeting about it. So they're seemingly pretty proud. My
1: buddy. Yikes. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: it so Wow, I did not know that Blumhouse was trying to reboot Dark Universe. That is Oh, they are. Fascinating. Fascinating. He's trying down, to touch yeah.
1: everything. If he could if he could redo everything, he would um, oh, Of course. So, uh, I only saw the original, the 1933 Invisible Man just okay. last week. Um Dino uh, and I did a a full one-hour discussion on it which was streamed on my YouTube channel Whiscredia. Uh Movies You Pro, most- I tuned into that. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, movies you must see before you die um so the the thing about the original and and a bunch of other invisible man movies are that the the lead character is going to be invisible for a, a, a fair portion of the movie so so maybe maybe it's not that important who the person who is playing the invisible man is right i mean because well, end... Kevin
2: Bacon and Chevy Chase were both pretty big names to throw into their respective roles, but yeah. I mean,
0: wait, where was Chevy okay. Chase the Invisible Man? I've never no, heard of the, this. Oh, the John Carpenter, John the Carpenter.
1: Carpenter, yeah. Oh, Memoirs of an Invisible yeah. Man. Okay, and the Herb
2: uh, uh, Hoover movie with uh, with Mr. Bacon. Elizabeth Shue was in that. Oh I yeah, remember? No. I, I I I like that movie a lot. I mean, I shouldn't... I actually really but, dig I, that uh,
1: movie too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that makes me Uh, feel better (laughs) yeah yeah it's not great it's Verhoeven silliness but no
1: so so silly. Dino and I were talking about this during during our discussion about the 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 33 film and and subsequent films Uh, they're not really serious they're they're, they all have a certain sort of camp to them so perhaps this would be the first time an Invisible Man movie is done seriously um, I, I think I, I have more faith in a movie that isn't going to lean on Johnny Depp because you know Johnny Depp uh, it's Johnny Depp in 2019 <laughs> yeah Johnny Depp in 20 yeah it's, it's not 2006 anymore uh, yeah okay
2: <laughs> well, Although the tables are a little turned with him and Amber Heard right now, as I'm sure you guys have seen. Oh. so
1: Yeah, uh, she's that...
2: she's the abuser now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm letting
0: the dust settle on all that before I really kind of try and dip my toe into everything. Because, I, I, I mean, have we had the confirmation yet? Or is it just like he said, she said still right now?
2: I contend they're probably both nuts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously. They're both fear. actors. Yeah. 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 And,
0: and if he drinks that much, she has to drink, right? You don't stay married to a guy that drinks that much if you don't drink heavily yourself. The problem
1: is her ex prior to Johnny Depp had uh, there's there's a order of protection or something of that nature. There, there's there's documentation of Amber Heard being an abuser. Um, uh-huh. So that uh-huh. that is record that that
0: that. Her, I did not know that. That's her, interesting. Her
1: previous lover, I don't know if it was a fiance or or what. But um, there is documentation. There's there's record of of Amber Heard being um, an aggressor in a previous relationship. So
0: that's worth looking into. Then that's uh, that would explain like you know like uh, when like uh, Crimes of Grindelwald came out. Like J.K. Rowling said something like, uh, "Oh, I'm so proud to have Johnny Depp involved," and I'm just like, really. Mm. right now but I, maybe she knew something that hadn't come to light I, again you know i don't want to cast disparaging things on her and i've liked johnny depp for so long if he, i don't want to write him off even if he did have to have his lines for pirates 5 fed to him through a microphone <laughs> it's you know i i just hope whoever's and i just hope they both get the help that they need and they're both able to continue with their lives and be better people yeah Nice middle-of-the-road answer from yeah, Lindsay right there. Not, not weighing in either way.
1: Um, yeah, so we've been running a little long today. A little hiccupy, uh, just figuring things out. If you're watching on YouTube, we were trying a couple of things uh, visually. Um, I realize the audio is a little off. Uh, we're, we're working through it and uh, try, trying to streamline it. So uh, thank you for your patience and, and dealing with some some minor hiccups here and there. Um, You're
0: all beautiful people. we don't deserve you. thank you for dealing with us
1: <laughs> um but what do you guys have planned for this week and, and you you know something big's gonna drop like in an hour because that's the way it seems to happen every week where yeah. where news drops like two hours after we 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 finish recording so uh you guys looking forward to anything other than lion king or or uh,
0: I, I am. I plan to be good and drunk for not. Nah, I'm kidding. Them. But uh, I, I. I'm working on a Stranger Things video. Uh, I will begrudgingly watch Lion King. hmm
2: But uh, yeah, that's about it right now. Where you go? Uh, so I just finally got done reading the schlog of a Star Wars novel that was uh, Star Wars Queen's Shadow. It came out earlier this year in 2019. It's all about. Queen Amandala, you know, Padme, in between episodes one and two, and just her with all of her handmaidens and her hanging with, uh, you know... I don't know, Senator Organa. And it's, it's very prequel politics heavy. And of all the <laughs> Star Wars novels that I've read, boy, is it one of the most saturated with just not a lot of action going down. Yeah. And it took me so much longer than I, I... I can cruise through five 600 pages of Stephen King in like mm. a week, but this took just
1: <laughs> oh. putting
2: it down and going to other things. But uh, yes, I do have my, my Lion King tickets already purchased for Thursday evening, and I'm trying to That's go good. in with an open mind despite not loving... The original film, or one and a half, or two, or all the other silly direct-to-video stuff that I saw, and uh, I also—I mean, since that's really the only, the only—you uh, know—hold that hold, in-
1: hold that thought for a second, Fuego. Yeah. Um, uh, Tamara has been asking this question numerous times. Uh, my wow. apologies, Tamara. Uh, I, I, um, I I I mean to read it, and if somebody's hot on on something, uh, I, I forget. But uh, she's asked at least three times in the chat. And uh, I meant to get to it. Oh, camera, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, what she asked in the YouTube chat was, what are your thoughts for the upcoming film, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, August 9th? Um, Mm -hmm. So, I present that question to you. Good luck editing, Lindsay. I'm sorry, but. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't Uh, like me when I edit angry. (laughs) You know, being.
0: Uh,
2: Yeah, being being PG 13, I mean, slight. I don't know, cautiousness, trepidation, perhaps just just to a degree. But then again, they were originally, you know, YA stories and stuff. the 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 art from those gave me legit nightmares when I stumbled across them when I was trying to graduate from something bigger than goosebumps. And before I discovered Christopher Pike and mm-hmm. then eventually Stephen King, uh, the stories are all very simple and short. And I know it's kind of uh, slightly anthological and the fact that it has a cast of characters but they're all going to find themselves in different beats from from those books uh there was one in particular that i always want to remember about these two boys who find a drum like an old indian drum out in the woods and some kid starts playing it and he just incessantly plays faster and faster and faster until a arrow goes through his chest and he gets killed I don't know why that's the one that's always stuck with me, but I, I still have the, the hardcover on, on my shelf that I've had for, like, 15-plus years, which I I acquired after jumping into proper adulthood. And, I mean, with, with Guillermo behind it and with the guy who, if I recall correctly, also did um, the... Oh, goodness, the autopsy of Jane Doe, I want to say. It's, it's, it's one of those PG-13 horror films that, much like what we see from... You know when when Blumhouse does PG thirteen well, I guess which maybe Insidious I guess falls into that criteria mm. because whereas The Conjuring was R, those were PG thirteen. It's it's within the realm of possibility. So uh, I don't know, but those those Schwartz stories, man, those those Alvin Schwartz, uh, they they messed me up as a kid. They they really genuinely did. So, mm. but Guillermo just co-writing and producing on this, not directing like people originally theorized.
1: So, Linton, zero, but yourself.
0: Uh, so I I read a little bit of the scary stories the, the tell in the dark. The one that always stuck with me was the one about the kid who's going in for just like a routine like uh, something something not that big of a deal. But he has to stay in the hospital overnight, uh, and there's a kid in the room who everyone says his name is like Charlie or something like that, uh, and he's supposed to have his foot removed, and he keeps saying I'm not Charlie, Dude, I'm not. Guys, you have the wrong person. And then in the night, the kid is. The Charlie kid switches the the uh, paperwork with the other kid in the room, so oh. the wrong kid gets his foot cut off, and that's always been a nightmare. If I oh. had to go to hospital and have the wrong procedure done on me ever since then, so wrong kid, that. right? Exactly. Like that's just, <laughs> they did something right with that one, uh, but I I will say I have um, trepidations with Del Toro producing,
1: uh, direct <laughs> still my answer directing
0: Del Toro is. He's Del Toro, you know, he can, he can complain about the issues, but he's freaking Del Toro, he's a great guy, he knows what he's doing, he knows how to make a good movie. But he has put his name on some pretty bad movies in the past to produce, yeah. uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark and Mama come to mind. I strongly hate both of those movies, and I only saw them because they had Del Toro's name on them.
2: Yeah. I did like The Orphanage, though, which he produced. I thought oh, that that that's true. I yeah, thought that, that was good.
0: So. You're right, I, The Orphanage actually is good. I, okay, so, so he's, uh, he's one for three. So <laughs> but the one the one that is the one is very good.
1: I'll say yeah. up front that I'm I'm not much of a reader like uh, no. at all. Emily's been trying to get me into stuff and I'm just like no that <laughs> that's that's time editing being wasted right there. Uh, yeah. so I am I'm, I'm not familiar with 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 the source material and uh I for for reasons that Lindsay just listed I'm a little skeptical and as as somebody who who was starved and was begging for for horror just four years ago i feel like we're getting a little saturated and it's making me a little nervous where like for the sake of horror i i don't want mainstream stuff to come like this every week every other week because Uh, uh, if only for you know the ones that that don't succeed could perhaps ruin it for something neat um and that that uh is is not the case considering the 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 history we've had the recent history two or three years back um i mean it too is coming in september uh there's 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 another there's a there's a couple of horror movies between now and and you know halloween season so i'm i'm skeptical for the exact reason that that Lindsay said uh producing uh, Yeah, why don't you get behind the camera? Why don't you you not, you know, fill out the paperwork and why don't you tell people (laughs) what to do? Um,
2: Did either of you guys see Autopsy of Jane Doe, though? Which one? That sounds very familiar. Which what?
0: What was that? Uh, so was that a newer had, movie,
2: older movie? It was a few years ago. So it had oh. um, a kid from Girl Next Door, who's now Emil Hirsch, I want to say. Yes, and then Brian Cox. And basically, it was a okay. very solid, low budget, self contained. You know, this this strange, you know, Jane Doe, unidentified woman shows up on the morgue slab at this family owned spot between, you know, father and son, and. A storm comes in as they start to try to cut her up, and you know, see what's going down. And there's hints as to the fact that she might still be alive, might be either demon possessed, witch. Like they hinted all of these different potential things. And I don't want to give it away, but as far as low budget horror that's done very, very sophisticatedly, I, I mean, yeah, this is a uh, uh, Andre Avradal. I want to say he's Swedish, uh, nor Norwegian, excuse me, so Scandinavia still, mm. but. He's also tackling a Stephen King project after Scary Stories called The Long Walk, which is Ooh. which is dystopian, kind of, uh, I guess it's got some Hunger Games type vibes. And the fact that it's about a bunch of boys that uh, start on this walk from around Maine, like Boston, well actually New England, so the, <coughs> the, 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 the Boston type area, and they're supposed to walk all the way down the coast if you fall to a speed of less than five miles an hour. You get a warning. If you get three warnings, you're shot to death by firing squad and uh, the winner that, you know, gets to the end of it pretty much from this overbearing totalitarian government force gets whatever they want for the rest of their life. And it's it's a great character study. It's basically like the Hunger Games meets um, or uh, to to, uh, you know, Lindsay's uh, credits uh, uh, battle royale meets, I guess, stand stand by me. So yeah, (laughs) that's
0: a grow. I got. I want to watch that. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited for that movie. But um, yeah, Autopsy of Jane Doe is very good as far as underseen horror from the last few years, in my opinion. So it
0: it, it sounds very familiar to the possession of Hannah Grace that came out last year, and I really like that movie actually.
2: Uh, I've seen that movie, and it's
0: very different. Oh, oh it just like, just, I mean, just the, what, the, the, what you just said just maybe go
2: there, but it's
1: similar it, tropes hinted at perhaps, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Slasher and Such jumped on my statement and said, dude, the more horror, the better. I think this year has been stellar. Horror is in a major upswing. I cannot agree more. And for like selfish reasons, th- that's what I, I, I was, I was getting at. Um, I lost my franchise because rings didn't succeed. And I hear oh, stuff no. like, like child's play is is a failure and that's that that's could not be further from the truth you, you, you people uh who just report on numbers don't don't consider that there's you know there's small ponds and there's giant oceans and and you know with with horrors it, it just seems like it, it's on in a microscope everything that that's released is just so uh any anytime somebody screws it up it feels like that gets pointed at and and i'm, I'm not saying that there's any one movie that i'm saying you know I, I, there's this pressure on but i i just get nervous for the sake of the genre the genre's incredible Midsommar, people are are all over it uh, crawl uh, is what it is uh, fun time and that that's i sh- shit i'd rather crawl than stuber if you ask me uh, and i <laughs> haven't watched stuber but you know uh yeah i had more interest to watch crawl so so, so there's that i i'm just saying for the sake of horror as a whole, I'm being a little selfish in in I, you know being skeptical and, and that's 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 fair <clears throat> Somebody also asked uh, they're all saying Doctor. Sleep is coming out later this year too
0: that's true too yeah um, November
1: hmm. yeah, and I'm assuming there's there's three or four what have yous coming out in October because that that's a a stomping ground uh, somebody also asked uh, about this saw movie. Which is, I guess, titled "Organ Donor," twenty twenty, which is Chris Rock's uh, saw movie, which which they they brought on Samuel Jackson. Yep. So thoughts on on that? I don't know if that's the first time you're hearing that.
0: I I'm down. I I I am I am super down. <laughs> Let's, let's see where it goes from uh, from here.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know if Samuel L. Jackson is Jigsaw per se, but uh, <laughs> I mean
0: Samuel L. Jackson saw what? Nah, just make it a bad joke. Don't worry about it. Ignore me. <laughs> oh, Jigsaw.
2: Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like I said, bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person.
1: Oh, fuego, what 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 about you? What what are you?
2: Uh, we actually touched upon this when we were doing uh, our our little uh, creepy crawl thing ourselves with Chauncey and with Luke from Confused Reviews the other night on Friday. Um, it, I, I would be lying if I didn't say it reeks a little bit of the uh, the Scream Resurrection. Urbanizing a property doesn't mean that it's gonna to turn off whatever audience because I actually was one of the people who dug the new approach, at least from the trailer, to Jacob's Ladder, despite the fact that I love the Tim Robbins movie and it's one of the most disturbing things I've probably ever watched. But I'm okay for bringing in a primarily African-American cast, setting it somewhere different. I, I, I'm totally cool with that. I would
1: like different takes on these sort of stories. Um, it kind of diverse to begin with, though. It is. It the is, franchise yeah. has always kind of had really decent representation uh you know listen a lot of people can be tortured and and saw is is no yeah. i don't know i don't, I don't know really it's, it's this yeah. is one of those episodes it seems <laughs> yeah how can you
2: not, not make the the jordan peele comparison though and the fact that you know a very reputable african-american comedian in chris rock coming up with a horror idea about a franchise he apparently adores and he pitched it to you know the the powers that be over there and they were just like yeah let's actually run with it this sounds interesting albeit nobody knows what the hell this idea is and it will be directed and scripted i guess the story is coming from rock but it will be scripted by the guys who did saw the most recent entry and it's going to be directed by uh, lee winnell if i'm not mistaken so he's going to be coming back to that franchise and uh, yeah presumably after the invisible man or or maybe he's trying to fit it in before i would have to double check on his imdb to make certain Mm -hmm. but Mm. yeah he directed the second saw if i recall correctly yeah uh
1: chris rock has a history much unlike jordan peele um and he's kind of hit hit or missed of of the stuff chris rock has done i'm okay Mm -hmm. with i think i love my wife um, top five, I really quite enjoy. Uh, if if there's a Chris Rock movie, I really quite have a decent time with its top five. Um, he he has a hi- he has a history already, and nothing about his history um, really. I like CB4. <laughs> with, that was he wrote and directed that.
2: I don't know what we we'll did. I he mean, just far as movies of his go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah I but... mean stuff he's in. I, I can get I can get a little broader, but stuff he's written and or directed. Um, he's, he's, he's got some movies out there and it's not exactly, you know, hit, hit, hit. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like I said, I, I, two of them I'm okay with. One is I think I love my wife, which is okay. Um, it's a, a drama. Didn't he do
0: one where he went for president or something like that? Head of
1: state or something? Did he, did he write and direct at write or direct that he's, he's oh, in it. I, he's definitely in yeah,
0: it. I, I think you're right. I think he just starred in it. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah,
1: well, that's right. He's—I mean, uh, you could be right. I, I know he's got a couple of movies out there. It's just when I looked at his, well, whenever this this Saw news first dropped, uh, and I looked mm-hmm. at at his his filmmaking—not not just as an actor—I w- mm-hmm. i was a little yeah, check X, check X, uh, you know, with Jordan Peele so far, he's—he did hit.
0: direct Head of State.
1: Okay, okay, which I, again, that's a, that's a movie that's that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's it's forgettably funny,
1: and that's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I get. I think that's what it was. I I looked at this guy's, you know, his 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 IMDb, and I got a little nervous because Jordan Peele was, you know, unproven, and so far he's he's two for two. The guy's got something to say. He's he's, you know, sure. whatever you feel about the stories of those movies, they're 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 refreshing for the horror genre. Uh, I I have confidence in Jordan Peele, much unlike I anything I was talking about two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Chris Rock, knowing the history he has, I'm I'm not as sold, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No I
0: I because no, was... no, no, uh I mean, it's always a gamble when someone switches genres from out of their comfort zone to something completely different, you know, in horror and comedy, if anything, are on, like, the opposite ends of the spectrum from each other. Although, you know, a lot of good horror movies do have, like, really great comedy in them, like Us and uh, uh, Get Out and even Midsummer and Hereditary are both pretty funny, actually. Uh, uh,
1: Midsommar, a little, a little too funny there in that in that first act. I mean, I get it. They're they're swinging in the other direction from that, that misery, but... Uh, a little too jokey, a little too pot, bro. Jokes mm-hmm. in, in the in the first, second act segue there. Um, yeah, I couldn't
2: stand Will Poulter, man. Yeah, it was just, uh, <laughs> I really did not like him. <laughs> Respect the eyebrows, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree that
0: uh, I, I I mean I just wanted more from him. I wanted more of a justification for him to be there, and I think I wouldn't have minded so much. But the fact that he just kind of just dies off screen and. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't really matter Spoiler. or go anywhere. So. I, oh, I actually
2: went to see it a second time, despite oh, nice. my... Sure. Yeah, because, you know, everybody kept badgering me in, in my circles of friends and, you know, critics and whatever. They're like, you need to see it a second time, just like with so many of these and you'll appreciate more nuances and stuff. And I've I took the lady that. to it. And I, I saw a few things visually, but I saw... Something, you know, shout out to to Cody Leach that didn't necessarily occur to me. But when I watched his his review, it became very apparent upon my second viewing where I thought there was already very obvious foreshadowing. But then when you see how even so many of those paintings completely foreshadowed, there's one series in particular that relates to the little baking of the pie thing Mm. where it's like beat for beat. Shout the
1: shout out to Cody Leach is an an extended shout out to Emily because Emily with Ari Aster (laughs) She noticed stuff with hereditary and and that's where that's where like we got started looking for stuff like that So so by proxy that's a shout out to Emily. I'm sorry
2: Although I will also say like I didn't notice the flowers breathing when she gets the crown at the end the first time (laughs) And I thought that was pretty badass, but that just goes back to how I thought it was visually breathtaking but even the, the lady friend, you know, who I brought, my, my my lady Katie, she was just like, well, it's really long. And she was unsettled <laughs> more so than me by the violence. You know, she thought that the the end with a place burning without spoiling stuff, she was very unsettled by that more so than even skull crushing, you know, without spoiling yeah. too much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she was very unsettled by that. But she, yeah, she she thought it was slow and plodding, and yeah. just didn't really like a lot of the characters. And she she for whatever reason really didn't didn't think the main girl. Uh, I actually appreciated her more than uh, I did the first time. But still, yeah, from
0: apparently she's stealth, dating she was, Zach Braff, by the way.
1: Oh. Interesting. Uh, what's yeah, up, Travis? What's up, John? In the there. chat. Mm. Oh, um, so.
0: So I thought she was a very unique lead. I, I kind of want to see more. She seemed like a almost like an older version of uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, like something about her kind of reminded me that. You know
1: did you have you seen Fighting with My Family yet? I have not. Yeah, no. she. I have. She's the lead from that. Uh, she plays the oh, rest of Paige. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: cool. Okay. Good year for her. Two then. for two all this right. year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was all yeah. right.
0: Okay, Florence Pew. Very interesting name as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the one
2: thing that she she did say about about Florence was that it was refreshing to see not your typical tall, big-titted, you know, whatever yeah. sort of lead in a horror film, the fact that she was short and she was just not, not fully, thin. fully yeah. figured. And yeah. yeah, exactly, you know?
1: Yeah, that was nice.
2: Yeah. So shout shout out for that, I suppose. But.
0: Uh, man- I was talking to a buddy of mine about the movie on the weekend too, like the scene where they're all dancing and suddenly they could speak the same language. It's like, ah,
2: I
1: love that movie. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> Spoilers, yeah. I guess, sorry, I shouldn't have said that.
1: Yeah, the, the sex scenes are a little too funny. Some some strange sexual encounters in that in that film. Yeah. yeah. Uh so so Fuego, you were you were um wrapping up for yourself. Yeah, this is a
2: log Again,
1: best of luck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so aside from Lion King and aside from a little bit more Star Wars coverage coming this week, there really is not an abundance of anything else. We're kind of approaching that mid to late summer dead zone where you don't have multiple marquee releases. And so, yeah, I'll probably be catching up on, you know, binging stuff for Hail to Stephen King. I'm watching a show called Kingdom Hospital, which uh, just saw its 15 year anniversary. It's a Stephen King show that was based on a Lars von Trier 1990s thing about a haunted hospital. It's not wow. very good so far, and that has nothing to do with box office. I but that's that. going to be that's going to be this this weekend's episode on the horror show of Hail to Stephen King. Awesome.
1: So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and uh, you know, keep your eye. See, I don't want to make any promises right now because I I, uh, I kind of got way too involved with with doing stuff for the creepy channel crawl, which is 24. Excuse me, 28 separate horror channels or 28 total hours, uh, you know, s- supporting and, and shining a light on, on certain members of the horror community, which uh, both myself and Lin- uh, Lindsay, <laughs> Emily, Emily's Adventures in Horrorland. I don't, I don't know if Lindsay had an hour there, but I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. jumping out on a limb there.
0: Uh, I just love that you confused me with your wife.
1: Yeah. Well, it, oh, oh, the, the old sound is, is Emily. Sure. My, I, I'm gonna. I'm. I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I'm gonna ask them. what. The, my, my brain not cooperating. Why I
0: have Lindsay as my wife, doctor? <laughs> 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 so <I keep> <laughs> it's, it's
1: bad because yeah, I, I have, have an ex named Lindsay, so that, that's where the problem is. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do have to
2: chime in and say on uh, on Emily's uh, entry, there was that very amusing donation war that was going down oh, at that yeah. particular point that me and Cecil were watching uh, after we had filmed ours. And we were just like, "Oh man,
1: man. yeah, yeah, it, it was really interesting to see just the support from John Kyle Stanton, uh, mostly John Kyle Stanton was throwing his weight around. We saw some interesting colors in the super chat that, that we've never seen before. Uh, Oh. Raiders 8K, was throwing it around, and, and Dino the late late horror show, they were they were, they Dino. were they were swinging some some rainbows in, in the chat there, which very appreciated. Um, but yeah, uh, on top of our hours, be sure to uh, go to the Horror Addicts page to get the the full playlist yeah. and uh, yes. support support the community. Uh, yes. So so my excuse for that is uh, I I have extra shooting I need to do for. Um, the audition review and and i'm hoping it still comes out by the time we're with you again next week but uh, i i don't know um but that's that's me making excuses now other than that i i think i'm done i don't know about you guys
0: uh yeah i, th- I think i think we've run out of steam we've been going for almost two yeah, hours almost good show though guys this a, is fun. a
1: double episode basically
2: extensive palaver awesome as always <laughs> all right
1: <We're laughs> honey. Oh, come on, honey. let's let it spend it, it roll